Welcome to Moments with Marilyn. I'm your host, Marilyn Boyer, the mom of 14 homeschool kids who love the Lord and love each other. I absolutely love young moms, and it's my passion to provide you with tips and tools to make your journey easier. Thanks so much for joining us today. Our topic is 10 tips for teaching high schoolers. But before we get started, just let me remind you that you can access our podcasts on our Facebook page, our YouTube channel, um, or any multiple platforms wherever you choose to access your podcasts, Apple Podcasts, whatever. So let's get started. First of all, don't be afraid to substitute a creative subject for the standard government school curriculum. When I started homeschooling, I just assumed that the government schools knew the best way for kids to learn, they knew the subjects that everybody needed to learn, and the way they did it is what was best for everybody. And as I got into it, I found out that is just not true. You know, our kids are individuals, so what? there's not an average kid. So what they have decided as a standard curriculum is not necessarily the best thing for your kids. Don't be afraid to substitute. Let me give you an example. I had one daughter who was passionately interested in the medical field. So for her, she did biology in high school. Then she did advanced biology. Then she did first aid. And actually, she did a couple first aid courses. And that was her science. You know, plug in what is right for them. For her to do like matter in motion kind of stuff, she just was not interested in that. And she could use that for her future. So don't feel afraid to switch around. They really have not studied and found out that there's something that every child needs to know and that this is the way that you do it. That's what I used to think. Number two, ask for your kids' input. They're young adults. And the more that they invest in their learning, the more input they have into it, the more they are going to own it and feel like it's something that they want to learn and they want to do. We speak at a lot of homeschooling conventions. And through the years, I would take my kids with me. And we would go to the different booths and we'd look at different curriculum. And I would say to my individual kids, what looks good to you? What looks interesting? What looks like it's something that would work for you? Because I found over the years what works for even most of my kids often did not work for another one. So let them have some input. Instead of you choosing all the books and you telling them exactly what to do all the time, let them have some input. If they do that, then they feel more like it's their own and they care more about doing it. Thirdly, provide an outlet for your kids to invest in the lives of others. Life is about serving others, not pleasing ourselves. And I think, especially in the homeschooling movement, we tend to think, oh, I want to have well-rounded kids. I want to have them in this sport and this activity and drama and karate and you know, there's so many things that you could involve your kids in that are just not necessary. Some of those things are great, but if you involve your kids in too many, the focus is on them. You know, what, um, you know, I am the center of the universe. Let me do all these things to enrich my life and have a good time and build up my skills. Instead, some of those things are great, don't get me wrong. 
But we need to teach our kids to invest in others. Life is about serving the Lord and serving others, not making super servants of ourselves. So if you need some ideas for that, our book Character in Action has lots of ideas of how to get your kids serving others. But just briefly, and we'll talk about that in another session in detail, but some of the things I did is take my kids to visit elderly people and look for ways that you can serve them. Listen for little tips of things that they need or things that they like and teach your kids to invest in older people. And you know, it just makes an elderly person's day, a shut-in's day, if young kids come to visit them and talk to them and bring things that interest them. Another thing we did, which I've talked about briefly in another session, is, in, is visit World War II vets or Vietnam vets and ask them about their experience. And in my experience, these vets loved to talk to young people. They loved to share their experience. And it was so good for my kids to get the focus off themselves and see, wow, look what these guys suffered. Look what they experienced to help purchase our freedom. And it really helps build a respect and an honor in your kids for others. Plus, it teaches them history as kind of a sideline. But teach them to listen for little ideas that they can be a blessing in other people's lives or people in church. Another thing we did is have our younger kids have a hug ministry. Find somebody in church that you can go up to and hug each week and ask them how they're doing or tell the woman that her dress is pretty or whatever. Just something to brighten up another person's day. Take your kids to clean an elderly person's gutters or rake leaves for them or shovel snow. Um, you know, there's just so many ways that you can take your kids by the hand and reach out and serve others. And that's so important instead of just focusing on how can I build my child into super people. You do that through having them invest in the lives of others. Number four, and this is a biggie, your kids, when they're in high school, can get a head start on their future. If you see that they have a passion for something, let them explore that when they're in high school. I will use my youngest daughter, Casey, as an example for that. She always wanted to be a pilot. She always wanted to fly. So while she was in high school, she was involved in a special program that a university in our town offered. And the day that I graduated her from high school, she got her private pilot's license. She has since gone on and got other certifications, commercial and private and uh, she's working on her CFI certified flight instructor training now but why not let your kids when they're in high school get a head start on their future if they want to build a business let them start doing it part-time when they're in high school if they want to be a veterinarian get them courses in veterinary science instead of chemistry perhaps or physics let them start studying the things that they are passionate about, that they can use in the future. If they want to be an electrician, um, find an electrician that you trust and let your kids shadow them for a day or a week and see if it's something that they really would like to do. Or you know, maybe they'll say, hey, I don't want to do that after all, or hey, I love this. They could even get a summer job maybe with an electrician. 
if that's their passion. If they, okay, a, a couple weeks ago, I had a customer call me, and she was struggling with her high school age son, and he was just kind of losing interest in, they were involved in classical conversations, and he was learning a lot of information. Um, you know, I guess the idea is to build their mind, give them this information that they might use in the future. But he was really struggling and losing interest with that. What he was interested in is airsoft guns. And he wanted to study how to make better airsoft guns. And he actually had an uncle who said, when you graduate from high school, I will fund your business. And you can go into business making airsoft guns. So I told her, hey, you know, make that part of his school now. Let him look up videos online about how to make airsoft and do the research that he can use in the future. And she got, she said he is going to be so excited about this. Instead of studying a bunch of information that he may never use, let him start learning what he is passionate about and what he wants to do. High school is such a good time for that. If your kids don't know what they want to do, expose them to different things and see if a passion develops. But if they know, good grief, let them start doing that when they're in high school. When we would invite people in our home, just other families, I would ask the dads, what do you do for a living? Um, are you, did you go to college for that? If you did go to college, did you use your college degree for what you're in now? Would you have changed anything about how you prepared? Um, you know, what do you like about the vocation that you're in? Just kind of exposing your kids to different opportunities. It may be something they'd never thought about. And it might be something that they would be interested in, too. So exposure, you know, expose them to different things. If they have a passion, let them explore it. And it may be that they decide they want to do this for or study it for a year, and then they're tired of it and want to go on to something else. Great. But let them follow what they're interested in instead of, I don't know, sometimes you feel like you're kind of chunking a hole in their head and pouring information in that they're not interested in. It kind of goes in one ear and out the other ear. They lose an interest for learning. They're thinking, they're saying, Mom, why do I have to learn all this stuff? How am I ever going to use this stuff? And when I think back to my school experience, I, I was a pretty good student. You know, I got A's and B's, but a lot of the stuff I learned, I've never used. So why instead not let them learn things that they are passionate about? I have a granddaughter now who just set up a website and she's starting a photography business. She's 16 years old and she's gotten some people to do photo shoots for and she's passionate about that. So why not let that be a part of her school? Let her study photography. Let her study things that will help her in that business in the future. It's an exciting way. Um, this mom I talked to on the phone, she said, wow, you know, this is just such a different way of thinking. I never thought this way. She said, I am excited about it, and I think my son will be really excited about it. And I know when I talk about that at conventions and moms are there with their kids, sometimes I'll see the kids, like, elbowing their moms, listen to this, mom, listen to this, because they like the sound of it. You know, God has so created us different. And something that I'm interested in, you may have no interest in at all. And why just waste our kids' time learning information they don't care about, they're never going to use, they're not excited about, 
and instead plug in subjects that they can learn what they love. Um, they get a head start on their future. I think of one of my sons. He wanted to start his own business. His goal was to have a home paid for by the time he got married. And he actually did that. He started, my husband was in the drywall business and he trained the son to do drywall. My son did not want to stick with it forever, but he did it for a time. He saved his money and he paid for a home cash. That's what he wanted to do. And then he switched to a vocation he liked better. Um, just get creative. Don't get stuck in the government school rut because it really is a rut. And it's a great way to demotivate your kids to have them hate learning instead of being excited about learning. If you talk to kids, if you talk to kids in college, we live in a town where there's a university and we invite a lot of people in our home. And sometimes I'll just ask them, do you ever just read a book to learn something for fun? And they'll usually say no. You know, I read what I have to read for my courses. But why not let your kids read what they're passionate about? When several of my kids were high school age, we completed what I considered the curriculum, the high school curriculum that I wanted them to go through by their junior year. And then in their senior year, I just let this daughter in particular read books for the like about four hours a day, she would read books. She read some things about government. She read some things about current events. She read biographies. She read um, just a multiple things that she was interested in. And she got an incredible education that senior year of high school. She did not take a single subject that she would have taken in school, but she read. And I really love that aspect. She learned so much, probably so much more than if I'd been trying to put calculus and, you know, ancient history and all that into her head. I felt like she had had a good background in the 11 years. And the senior year, we just had the freedom to let her read what she was interested in. So just try to open your mind. You know, we do what's been done to us. We do the way... We do school the way it was done to us. But get creative and realize that there's so much more that you can do. And as I say, get your kids' input. See what they would like to do, what they're passionate about, what they want to do. Okay, point six. Make opportunities to know your kids' friends. Open your home. Our home through the years has been open to their friends. Um, <laughs> you know, it's always been like the party place. There's always something fun to do. But I really wanted to get to know my kids' friends. I wanted them to come here to hang out and to um, watch a movie or whatever. You know, we have opened our home to friends over the years, and a lot of those friends of my kids we kind of call our adopted kids because they were here so much. Some of them were so comfortable they'd come up and open the refrigerator and see what there was to eat and um, you know, we still have friendships with all those guys um, to this very day. So open your home, get to know your kids' friends, help them to make friendships. Number seven, be available to talk when your kids feel a need to talk. Be available when they need you. So many of the best talks I've had with my older teens is at night after the little kids were in bed. If I saw some of my teens kind of hanging around in the living room, I would kind of get the hint, you know what, something's on their mind, they need to talk. 
So after the other guys were in bed, I would stay up and talk with the teens. You know, there's so much they're thinking about. They're thinking about vocation. They might be thinking about a relationship of somebody that they want to possibly marry. Um, they're just thinking about what they want to spend their life doing. So be available to them. You know, kids were not given for our convenience. That's one thing we learned through the years. Another thing, point eight, they might need to sort through values. You know, you grow up and you teach your kids your values and they obey you when they're little. When they're older, they need to sort through those values. They don't just adopt the values that you had and make them their own. They need to think about those things. So don't feel threatened. Let them talk through. Explain to them. You know, sometimes they'll ask you, why did you have this rule for us? Why did we do things this way? Share those with your kids. You know, they might not choose to do things exactly like you did, but don't feel threatened. You know, talk through those things with them. Explain them to them. Take time to help them understand why you came to the rules and the guidelines that you had for them when they were growing up. Number nine, invest your life in making them successful. To do that, sometimes you need to put on the back burner some of your goals or some of your interests or things that you want to do. Although it may not seem it, the time that you have with your kids in your home is limited. It goes by so quickly. So invest your time into making each one of your kids successful. And that's going to look different for each one of your kids because they're all different. Number 10, be open to their ideas. Don't be a killjoy. Enjoy life with them. God gives us all differently and learn to appreciate their ideas. Let them try things. Be involved with them as much as they want you to be involved. When they're teens, sometimes they need to, they want to strike out and try some things on their own without you with them. So try to be sensitive. Be involved with them as much as they want, but don't like try to micromanage everything that they do. Enjoy this time because while once they become teens, time goes quickly, you know, they're going to be married soon, many of them, and having families of their own, and just try to make this time special, something that they will look back on with happiness and joy and want to be a part of your home and come back to see you when they one day leave your home. So I hope this has been helpful. If you have any questions, let me know. I'd love to answer your questions. So thanks for joining me today. And remember, as always, any time that you spend teaching your kids scripture is not wasted time. Thanks. Have a great day.